Welcome to the Life Coach Baker podcast. I'm Nicole Baker, life coach for perfectionists who want to set goals and actually follow through with them. I went to my first personal development seminar at the age of one. Yes, I was quite literally born into this industry. But by 15, I started to implement this mindset mumbo jumbo I'd heard so much about and it worked. As a recovering perfectionist myself, I've been able to set goals that are way out of my comfort zone and achieve them by doing things imperfectly, without self-judgment, and without the fear of their opinions. And now I help others to do the same. So if you are capital D done feeling like a hostage to this a-hole called perfectionism, then this show is for you. My goal is for you to leave each episode with tactical action steps that you can start to implement in your life now. I may be in my 20s. I may have the voice of a sassier Cinderella, but I've been doing this personal development-ish since I was a toddler. So let's dive in. What's up, my sweet friends? Welcome back to the Life Coach Baker podcast. I... uh, I'm going to I'm going to be so straight with you guys. I wasn't going to touch on this today, but I'm going to and it's 30 seconds into the episode. So, I am right now recording this on January 20th. For those of you not in the US because this like this podcast is international holla. Um this day is the inauguration day of a new breath it feels like honestly. Um and I've been uh, very distracted today, but in, in a good way. And it feels like the first time I've been distracted for a good reason in a long time. So I just hope that whether you're feeling a little anxious or a little tight or a little nervous going forward, or if this feels like the exhalation birthday party of your dreams, I just I hope that you have had the chance to smile today. And if you're international, I hope you've had a chance to smile today too, because it's hump day and it's Wednesday. Obviously, by the time this comes out, it's a Tuesday. Anyway, (laughs) today on the podcast, I have the incredible Tori Lane Ross on with me. Now, I have been so fortunate to have known Tori for almost, God, eight years. And she has always been such a wise light in my life. And um, I started off in college with her. However, not too long ago, actually about a year ago, her and I started working together not as friends, not as only friends, but as a coach-client relationship. And she has made some of the most impactful, big transformation in her life in this past year. And she talks about what changed and how she changed it. And I wanted you guys to hear from her. I wanted you to hear from someone who is going through it and has just been through it and so that you can hear how possible this is for you. How possible it is for you to completely change your life in such a short period of time because what you want, that life you're craving is just right on the other side of these barriers for yourself. And she drops so much wisdom. She talks about such great things. I just, I'm so grateful to have sat down with her. So without further ado, welcome to the stage, beautiful, Tori Lane Ross. Welcome, Tori Lane Ross. It is so beautiful to see your face in just podcast form. I'm so good. I'm so happy to be here doing this. I'm so happy to have you here. Oh my goodness. Well, first and foremost, let's dive into who you are, what you do, because listeners who maybe don't know who you are, because I've talked about you a few times on the podcast and given a few of your, um, Maybe I, I, a few times I did it anonymously. So sh- it's up to you I listeners to decide which one. I'm 
I, I'm ashamed to say I haven't listened to every single episode, but I have listened. You're to off the podcast. <laughs> I have listened to most of them. You have a lot of great content on there. So oh, thank um, you. in the beginning, I listened to like all of them, but then there mm. were some things I couldn't keep up. Um, so yeah, I didn't know you had talked about me on here, but that's great. Um, so who I am, I am an actor and director. I live in Los Angeles. Um, and I am really passionate about telling stories of, uh, the queer community of our, of humans connection with nature, um, and just a lot of, you know, personal growth. Uh, and I also am a nerd. So anything (laughs) nerdy I'm there for. (laughs) I already love you so much. And for listeners who don't, who haven't put two and two together, I've been working with Tori, um, consistently for, I think we're going on, we were on about 10 months. Now you're in the lift program, which is awesome. Um, but I think it's been about 10 months of us working together. I can't remember, was it about April? Might've been April. I think I was thinking March, but April, so March or April of 2020. I think yeah. Discovery call maybe in late March. I don't know, but it was post pandemic hit, but it wasn't like hit pandemic. It was like, this is interesting. <laughs> like let's try working yeah. from home for a while. It was when we were still figuring everything out. Yeah, mm-hmm, for uh, sure. So it's been a while. And yeah, I think we've been, we were working one-on-one for the majority of 2020. Mm-hmm. And then once 20, once you launched Lyft, I was so excited to join that because I was really um, craving community. Mm-hmm. And so it was the perfect answer for what I was looking for. I would still get to coach with you and have a community surrounding me as well. So that was great. <laughs> I'm so happy to be working with you at any capacity in any form of fashion. You're just such a light in my life. And I can't wait for listeners to hear a little bit about you mm-hmm. and what you've done and just who you've become over this past year, because you've done such a beautiful transformation, which I want to ask you, let's dissect that. So what, where were you a year ago and where are you now? Oh my gosh. A year ago, January, 2020, around this time, I was just wrapping up filming, um, the lead in a feature. I had been cast in a independent low budget feature in Northern California. And so I was on location staying in a really cheap motel, (laughs) um, having the time of my life. And um, yeah, a lot of that, I would say that's kind of when the transformation started because I made a really big decision while on that shoot to end a relationship that wasn't working for me anymore. And it was a really difficult decision. Um, And it, it, you know, being on set, working every single day, long hours, you know, where you, where every day you have to be emotionally vulnerable and open and constantly diving into what you're feeling and what, what your character's feeling. There's just a lot of self exploration and discovery that happens when you're, when you're in the middle of shooting. And so I think it kind of, and then obviously the, you know, physical separation from the relationship allowed me to have perspective. And so that moment was actually probably the, the catalyst for so much change that happened in my life because it completely changed the trajectory of how my 2020 went. Um, and then I got back to LA. I moved out, lived in my car for three weeks. Um, um what? I didn't it, know that. Yeah. Cause I just, I moved out of the place I was living, uh, because I've been to my relationship. And so I like 
couch surfed and lived in my car and it was it was a pretty terrible like few weeks but um it led to meeting my incredible roommate and we found the most perfect house and so you know i moved in here and then a week later i um was offered an incredible job working as a director's assistant on a feature in oklahoma where i'm from where i met nicole (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it was just the start of 2020 was amazing like so many great things were happening it was already starting to be a transformational year and then while i was working on that feature in oklahoma COVID hit and so production got shut down with five days to go Um, and I was on a plane back to LA immediately and uh, that's about where my journey with you starts I guess. What decided what made you decide to leap into coaching? Mm. I've been following your journey for a while and I think that's the case with a lot of things it sort of takes a little bit for it to simmer in your in your subconscious and I've been seeing all these things you're posting and I was like this sounds amazing um but I just didn't at that point I had no concept of investing in myself like I didn't know how important that was I never had really done it before and I think when the pandemic hit it was kind of like well what the hell am I doing like I'm I'm I don't know what's going to happen this year. I have this time now. I've lost all prospects of income. Um, and I just, I was scared and I am kind of lost and just struggling with my mental health. And, you know, I could have gone to therapy, <laughs> but I, I also felt really called to being the overachieving Capricorn that I am, kind of dive in a little more. I don't, yeah, what? Um, <laughs> I've never used that to describe myself. Never, um, absolutely not. <laughs> uh, I thought that doing something like working one-on-one with, with you on not just, you know, what was going on inside, but also like mm-hmm. the more of the exterior, like uh, career tra- trajectory and things like that would help me feel like I was doing more. Mm-hmm. And it did. And uh yeah, and even on our first discovery call, I was like, this girl knows what she's doing. <laughs> well, because I, I think this is cool. Nicole just started coaching. I want to see what she's like. <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> a lot more like professional and and incredible than I expected. I mean, I already had it high expectations because it's you, but then we got on a discovery call, just a th- what is a 30-minute call. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh shit, she is going to change my life. (laughs) Because if I remember correctly on that discovery call, we did the habit triangle or the habit, excuse me, the habit loop. And for listeners, we've done an entire episode on the habit loop. So if you have not listened to it, I'll put the link in the show notes, but the habit loop in, in reader's digest form is this, it is every single habit that you have good, bad, conscious, or subconscious is a following of these three things. It's you have a trigger for the habit. So I I use social media as an example, because it's an easy one that all of us have. It's a drug, it's a habit, whatever you want to call it, um, or both. But without looking, I bet you that any of us could open up our social media apps with our eyes closed, like literally just on our phone, wherever it is. It's because it's such an ingrained habit that we know exactly what to do so unconsciously that we don't even need our eyes open. But the trigger for social media can be 
numerous things. It can be literally a notification going off on your phone. It can be, I'm bored. I'm not being stimulated right now. Let me get stimulated. (laughs) Wink, wink on social media. And then it can be following, but those are the top two that I've noticed. Then the action, open up the app, scroll, 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 scroll. And then, oh, excuse me. The second one is the action. Third is reward. Every single habit, good or bad, has a reward system. And it can be a reward of, oh, great, I get to stay in my comfort zone. It can be a reward of, oh, great, I'm getting stimulated. My eyes are getting, um, you know, I'm just being shown photos and being shown people's journeys. I'm being connected to story and other people across the world. It can be, oh, I'm certain that every single time I scroll on this app, I'm going to feel like a big pile of shit because I'm comparing myself to others, but it's a drug, it's a habit. I'm going to keep doing it. So yeah exactly six human needs girl I see you (laughs) I wish I could do that in a podcast episode but to be honest it would be too dense it would be too dense so we'll see someday maybe you could do one podcast episode for each one that is not a bad remind me to write that down on my podcast list after this that is that is good shit there girl but so what we did is we looked at your habit loop for, if I remember correctly, it was for drinking, right? And um, we looked at that and how it was affecting different areas of your life. And I remember, I remember so clearly you had this moment where you like, you were looking down at your list and you like took a breath in and you looked up at me and it was like things, I could see like things clicking. I could see like a Rubik's cube almost falling into place behind your eyes. And you took Mm. a breath in that was just like, I can do this. I can change. I, it's not like this forever. And you maybe not, didn't say those words exactly, but that's what I got. And that's what I gathered. And I was like, oh, this girl's about to change her fucking life. Like it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there were, it was, that was huge for me. And that's kind of how I knew I wanted to commit to coaching with you because it can be so hard to find your own way through something. Mm-hmm. And when you have someone else there to sort of give you the steps and say like, here's what's happening and here's what you can do about it. Whether it's in a scientific way, in an emotional way, in a spiritual way, any type of guidance is, I just think it's so necessary. We can't do this on our own. We can't do life on our own. As much as we would like to believe it, especially as overachievers and perfectionists, as I know, which, <laughs> which is what you, you that's what you, you cater to because you understand us so well. Um, we like to believe that we can do it all by ourselves. And I know I, I've always felt like that. I'm very fiercely independent, which is a good thing in some ways, but it's not in others. We are, we're human beings. We're meant to have connection and collaboration and community. And that's what I, those are things that I try and live by, or I'm trying more to live by. So when we had that call, it sort of clued me into the fact that if I want to make massive change in my life, if I want to really get to the next level of where I want to be, yes, I am the one that's going to be doing it, like taking the steps to do it and get there. But I'm so lost in my past and my habits and my fears that I couldn't find my path. And so by, you know, allowing someone to help me just kind of get it's like finding clarity, gaining perspective, working through fears. I can't even begin just to explain how much 
your coaching has helped me. And I'm not here to, I'm not here to just like, it's like you're really building me up, bro. Hours, but <laughs> I will. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, we can be more specific, you know, but that's, that's, I think what made me decide to commit. I just knew, I, I just knew there was, if I, it, I knew things would take a lot longer and be a lot harder if I, if I didn't have something else there to help me. I want to point out for listeners because Tori has not listened to last week's episode. She was not a fly on the wall with Kiana and I's conversation. We spent about 30 minutes talking about just that. Wow. About how we as human beings who are looking and seeking growth think we have this, we have this, we have this like view of the world that if we do it on our own, that makes us better. That makes Mm -hmm. us more strong, more powerful, more enough. When in actuality, it's like you just said, it takes longer. It's harder. You have way more opportunities to quit because you have these things in your way that a lot of the times we can't see. And I'm not saying just you, this is everyone, myself included. And when we, I I like to phrase it like this, and I can't coin this phrase. I don't know who can, but it's, it's finding someone who can turn their decades into your days so that you Mm. don't have to spend those decades figuring it the fuck out. And thank you. It's not mine. I wish I could say it was, (laughs) (laughs) but I don't know who's it was. I think it's Jim Rohn, but don't quote me on that. But, um, having, having a mentor of any capacity, whether it's, Mm-hmm. Um, a, a spiritual guide, a coach, a therapist, a, um, a person who you just follow obsessively online on podcasts and whatever you want to call it, but having someone where you can listen and absorb their wisdom and it allows you to process things in different ways that you never thought you could. Yeah. It's so powerful. I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah. I mean, that's why like reading is important. That's why just studying history is important. And so it's kind of all the same concept with that as human beings, we're meant to learn from each other. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't be where we are if, if we didn't, if we didn't yeah. allow ourselves to, um, uh, you know, use the knowledge that others have spent time gaining so that we can keep improving. It's, it's just a constant, we're just always in growth. I mean, that's what it means to be alive. I think that's what it means to be a soul on this planet is we're just trying to grow into being the most love and light-filled beings, souls, people that we can. You're so wise. You're so wonderful and wise. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I, I can't take the credit for all of that. I mean, that's I, the people I surround myself with that, I mean, all this is like somewhat new to me, this, this whole, and we talked about that too. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've seen it through our, through our, our coaching journey together is that I've become so much more, I was very uh, resistant to spirituality for a long time because of the baggage of religion that I grew up with and so 2020 was a year of transformation in many ways and spiritual being one of them just you know finding finding that has been huge too I completely forgot that there was a time in our calls and spirituality wasn't a huge part of your life it was that's like it's it feels so much of who you are now like it's just that's I I'm so I'm so glad you reminded me of that. I'd forgotten about that <laughs> transformation and realization that feels like 15 years ago now, but it was like last year. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Oh my goodness. So talk to me about what were some of the things in your 2020 that were, I'm going to say challenges that you overcame, because I know that some things came up against you that as an actor, as a performer, as a creative in the COVID world were really hard. Yeah, definitely. I think it's what a lot of people can relate to, especially being this industry and in many others, but um, just the fact that projects almost completely shut down, almost all of them, if not all of them for a time, meaning there were no opportunities to work or make money in this industry. And still there is, you know, a lot less. Um, and it's constantly fluctuating because of different restrictions in place and things are getting better for a while. And then there being another, you know, surge of cases again. And so um, money became a really big struggle for me this year, not just because it was hard to come by, but because I thought it was hard to come by because my mindset was, and I mean, which makes sense, but <laughs> beautifully said oh my god <laughs> that was so beautifully said continue yeah but, I mean that's something we worked on a lot and that's because things started to seem so dire mm -hmm. it brought up what my fears and around money really were what my mindset really has been around money for my whole life which I didn't really get to dive into before because I was always like I I can make it work it's, I'm, I'm okay but once it came to the point where it's like, I have no idea where any dollars are coming in for the next who knows how long, I had to really look at how I felt about money. And social media, honestly, was a huge part of me changing that. I just, I started finding and following people that really helped with that. Your, yours, for example, your, your account, and that there were a few others as well. Um, and then I, I have to give a lot of props to my roommate of course she is actually a like mindset manifestation coach so I, I, was, really I would actually love to plug her right now Amy yeah. Amy Park right A-M-I-P-A-R-K mm -hmm. she's, she's awesome oh my that's, her reels are just beautiful yeah. like so good <laughs> so good yeah. I have the most incredible roommate um yeah I, I can't believe how lucky I am so she was also a huge part I mean and that just goes to show people you surround yourself with the people you are the you are the average of the people you spend the most time with and yep. so by having her living with her in lockdown every day I was just absorbing her mindset and I found myself very resistant to it at first mm -hmm. and that's a really interesting you know I, I I found myself like getting almost like a which that's a whole nother like personality flaw thing but I was getting I would get annoyed sometimes at her positivity and I would be like, how are you so positive right now? Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I would like, she would like wake up in the morning and just be like, wow, what a great morning. It's such a great day. And I would be, and I, <laughs> me like, <laughs> would just be like, I would have my coffee in it. Like, can you just, like, <laughs> I was trying to shrink her because I wasn't being full myself. And I mean, not like very like outwardly, it was more yeah. in my own my, my own mind and energy, but, but it took time for me to like, start to understand how someone is able to live like that. And it, it was because of, because I was jealous that she was able to be that way that I found myself getting, I mean, why else would you get annoyed at someone for, it's because you're jealous. So I, I was like, wow, how is she living her best life right now in the middle of lockdown? 
Like, how does that work? And so I got, I was so lucky to be able to observe and watch her and learn from her and have conversations with her in all these days and hours and weeks and months, but <laughs> just the two of us. <laughs> um, so um, that's, that's a huge part of it. I don't remember where we were going with that. What was that? Well, I, I, I have a new question and that is what, what were some of the things that she taught you about, and I'm, I'm now putting words in this, but perspective, it sounds like it was just, a it's, it's literally your mindset and the energy that you're producing is just a matter of what you're focusing on and what you're choosing to take as meaning from what you're focusing on. Totally. Yeah. Go for it. I was just, yeah. So her, the things I learned from her mindset wise were just, I mean, she she teaches like law of attraction and manifestation. um, But you can't have those things if your mindset's not there. I mean, that they kind of rely almost entirely upon your mindset. Um, and how, what your perspective is and how you, and trusting that things will be the way you, you desire them to be. And it's matching, right. It's matching that, that frequency, that energy of joy and abundance and gratitude and all that. So I was just able to slowly learn from her. Um, and I say slowly because I was resistant to it because of all of my years of seeing things a very different way, very much in a lack mindset. Um, and so she just, she always just believed. She was like, I just believe that the money I need is coming for me. Even if she had $0 in her account, which is very rare. Cause she always believes she, you know, so she's like doing fine. Yeah. But she just, if ever it, something happened or it seemed like money would be hard to come by. She never verbalized that or, or actually thought that's how it was going to be. She was like, I just know, I just know it's going to come. And she would spend time just stating it, declaring it. Um, and yeah, I, I was seeing that in action and then seeing how money did flow to her and abundance did flow to her and opportunities and friendships and experiences and just everything was, wow. I just, surrounding yourself with the right people will absolutely change your life. It really, really, really does. I want to, I want to say that again the people you surround yourself with can change your life so choose so carefully that's what I've that's one huge thing I've learned this year that I hadn't actually verbalized until a couple days ago and I realized oh I mean yes I I have changed my life but it wouldn't really have happened the way it did if the people around me were not who they were and if I was not open to like learning from them so yeah you I mean and that means you Amy and I have, I have other great friends that I've spent a lot of time with this year, both virtually and in person. And that's just, it kind of comes down to that. Yeah. So, and it can be virtually too, meaning the podcast you listen to, yep. the YouTube videos you watch, the people you follow on social media. And I know you've talked about that a lot before, um, that you are the sum of that. And so choose carefully what you're absorbing, what you're you're spending your time reading and listening to so and it's just I'm I'm evidence of that working in action it has changed my life I'm so I'm like I'm so proud of you in so many ways and I'm so glad you freaking brought that up because I I've said this multiple times on the podcast but the thing that launched me the thing that launched me into this new life of health wellness energy, joy, fulfillment, going after the things I want with massive aligned action. The thing that launched all of that 
was changing who I hung out with. And, and I know that seems so easy. It seems too easy almost. And yet it's not, it's not easy because when you actually start to think about, oh, okay, well, if these people don't align with that version that I want to create for myself, then what do I do? And I'm not, I always say this on the podcast. It does not mean you have to be like, bye bitch, like cut you out of my life. Like it doesn't mean you have to do that. But I might've done that with one or two, like, because (laughs) that that's a whole other podcast, but the, like the thing that you can do is just distance, just distance Mm -hmm. yourself or even choose to hang out with other people and they will naturally fill those spots. Yeah. It's not that you have to like cut one out and replace it. It can be, you just replace it and it will naturally go of course that. You're completely right about that. And I, and just to say with my experience, sometimes completely removing the person from your life is what's important. Like with, cause I, like I said earlier, the catalyst for so much of this growth this year was me ending a relationship. That's not to say that like that person is wonderful, mm-hmm. an incredible person, um, just not right for me, especially at this time in my, in my journey. And so there was a lot there holding me back um, that I didn't even realize until I had distance and, and perspective. So sometimes it does take, I just, by doing that, it was like, as soon as I did that, abundance flowed my way. It was like the universe was just waiting for me to make the decision that I've been, that I needed to make for a long time that I was so resistant to because I didn't want to hurt anyone. I was scared of how things would change. Um, I was scared of what people would think on and on and on. And so once I was like, once I said, fuck it to fear and just did it. Cause I knew that I was not happy. Yeah. Um, I chose, I chose my own happiness and joy and success, um, over all of that. That was the catalyst. So sometimes it does take that other times. No, it can be just like slowly distancing, slowly replacing, or just being a little more intentional with how you spend your time. But yeah. Oh. Again, you're so wise. You're just so wise. <laughs> like, oh my goodness. Well, I want to talk about everyone around me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's so important. Well, I want to ask you, because I know that this is something a lot of people are dealing with right now, and that's money mindset. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to ask where you were surrounding money. And it's, for, it's a forever working on thing but what has changed and what energetically has changed? For most of my life, I just always thought money was hard to come by. I thought you had to work your ass off to get any of it. And that's not just because of what I saw, but more so of what I heard. it's a lot of, you know, a lot of the mindset stuff was just passed down family, which is kind of where it typically comes from. But, um, and I, I mean, I come from like a normal, probably like middle-class family in the middle of the country. So it's not like we were ever hurting for, for anything. I mean, we were, but there were times where we, we were, and the way my parents would handle those, um, no shade to my parents. They did great. But like, um, they, they would say things that as a kid you absorb and say, Oh, we're, we're broke right now. Oh, we, we can't afford that right now. 
okay. And then you just learn that there are, what, what happened is I just expected that that's how things would, that things would always kind of flow like that. Mm. And when I look back, that was about the time of the 2008 recession. Like that, that's kind of when that happened and things were, you know, my family did struggle a little bit, but those beliefs were just embedded in me from childhood. And so a lot of that was just like unlearning that. Um, and so I, I also, a lot of it comes down to worthiness as well. I mean, self-worth, I would say is like the biggest theme <laughs> for me of this past year, um, self-worth and self-trust and all that. I just didn't think I was worthy of, of money. I thought that unless I am working myself to the bone, unless I'm not sleeping and, you know, just putting in all the muscle and mind work that I could possibly give, then I don't deserve any money or any success. It was such a weird way to think about it. Um, and so I've just had to learn that I am worthy of money. Um, it can come easily. That's something you and I have talked about. When things would come to me, I'd be like, wait, 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 wait. Uh, that came too easy. I'd, mm -hmm. <laughs> why was I resistant to that? I don't know. I, was it just a worth thing? Was it that I, it was that I didn't earn it thing? But you are so not alone in that. Yeah. So I think many times you're like one of, I think mean, all of my clients that when something comes easy to them, they're suddenly like, what? I, I don't deserve this. This is all the things that are wrong with it. It wasn't perfect. Yeah. And like all of this stuff. And I'm just like, okay, why are you so like, why is it such a resistance right now? Yeah. And they're like, it wasn't supposed to be this easy. And it's like, ah, so in order for something to come to you, in order for you to be worthy enough to accept something, you have to be down to skin and bones. And it's like, I, I obviously say this, laughing and joking, but it's such an embedded thing, especially in overachievers, especially in perfectionists, where it's like, if you are not working to the nth degree, then you're not deserving of anything. If you're enjoying this episode, I've got some options that will help you get to the next level. First, I have a free five-day mindset makeover to help you gain the mindset tools that will last a lifetime. Get yours in the link below and you can start today. Now, if physical and mental health is more your jam and you need some major accountability to move forward with your goals, I have a membership community, Lift that will be right up your alley. Learn more by clicking Lift below. However, if you want the cream of the crop, high touch one-on-one -on -one support, and if you want to create some massive change in your life, then my one-on-one -on -one coaching program is just for you. Click the discovery call link below to schedule a free 30-minute one-on-one session with me. Now, back to the episode. Yeah, where did that belief come from? Like, why do we think that? And I don't know. Is it just our capitalist society? Should we talk about capitalism? No, okay. um, I talk about that enough on this podcast. <laughs> so I, I don't know. But the, the important thing is just to learn that you are worthy of a good life. You're worthy of things being easy. Like life doesn't have to be so hard. We, I think we make it so hard. <laughs> 
and sometimes it is but sometimes things happen and we and we deal with them but that's one thing that I've learned this year too is just going like flowing with ease through things or letting yourself sort of sit in them and feel them and then be like okay moving on not pushing down or pushing away the feelings or the hurt or the pain in any way that should never be done but kind of like accepting it as as it comes accepting that feeling of okay I feel really scarce right now I'm really feeling a lot of lack right now I feel like money's not going to come to me okay let's feel that for a second and then by doing that you kind of can see where's this coming from yeah. and how am I feeding into this and how can I stop feeding into it? <laughs> mm, uh-huh. Find another, another way. And then that's how you find your way out of it too, is yeah. by not resisting. So by being in resistance is always what, I mean, what you focus on as law of attraction tends to um, teach is, you know, where you're, what, what, what is it? How does the saying go? Where your energy- focus goes, energy flows. Focus goes, energy flows up. Thank you. You're welcome. And it's just so true. So if you're focusing on the resistance, on the lack, if you're saying, I don't want to feel that, then yeah. you're going to feel it. Um, but if you're focusing on, I want to feel abundant, I want to feel joy, then you will. Yep. And I, I cannot take credit for any of this because I've learned all of this from Amy, from you, from lots of different sources, but. But you're practicing it. So I, yes, I am practicing it. Exactly. And it has changed my life. And I think it's so important to talk about. I talk about often when I'm, when I'm teaching workshops or master classes, how like, I, I always ask the question of who here has heard the phrase knowledge is power. Mm-hmm. And of course everyone raises their hand and I say, okay, have you ever attended a seminar or a workshop or a free thing or listened to a podcast? And someone said something that was brilliant that like created a like kaboom moment in your brain that was like, that was genius. Oh my gosh, I'm totally going to remember that. And you never put it into practice. Mm-hmm. And you're just the same amount of power as you were before that podcast, seminar, whatever it was. So I can't, I can't take credit for this phrase, but I don't believe that knowledge is power. It is applied knowledge is power. Yes. That's when you become power. I think it's actually in, I'm staring at it right now, Jim Quick's book, Limitless. It's like, mm-hmm. you cannot take that, like the only way that you can take what you learned and put it into power is by applying it into your life. And you've, you've been such a beautiful example of the, the amount that you can create for yourself in your mind, in physical action, in whatever, in spiritual being, in frequency, when you take this information and you actually use it. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm so unbelievably proud of you and how much you've used I mean down to we can even talk about this down to the directing opportunity in Phoenix yes when that was like you were like I think I want to start directing and it was like boom (laughs) like (laughs) that's exactly how things have happened this this Mm -hmm. past year it was it was as soon as I just kind of put it out there and believed that I was going to do it at some point somehow and you can get more specific with manifesting if you want but I just I, I didn't, I, I think because of the year that it was, I was like, you know, I'd love to do that. So if it comes great, if it doesn't, <laughs> it'll come eventually, you know? Um, and so that's what happened when I got that opportunity um, to be a director's assistant on a feature at Oklahoma. It was kind of just like, I put out there that I wanna, I wanna start learning more about producing. I wanna start like learning more about directing and being on that side of the camera because I've been acting my whole life. Um, 
and I've thought of, thought that I wanted to be a director for years, but never fully believed I could. Mm-hmm. We get into a whole conversation about women in the film industry and how like there's no representation. Lord. <laughs> Um, so I, I just had that limiting belief that like there, there's a ceiling. Oh, I can't really do that. I don't really see a lot of women doing that. Um, and so it just never was that real for me. And then once I started to see more female directors, I started to see myself being able to do that. And so by seeing that, I started to believe it. And then by believing it, the opportunities came. So, you know, I got to go do that in February and be a director's assistant, which was huge. And then again, the people you surround yourself with are so important. And one of my best friends in the world, Jana Sweet, is one of the most incredible writers ever. I just, I mean, she is meant to do it. She is so talented. And so her, I'm just so excited for the world to experience the stories that she writes. And she wrote an incredible two-person play during quarantine, during lockdown this past summer. And it's something she wanted to do for a while. And because of COVID, we couldn't put on a play. And so um, we had, through some connections, access to this facility that could kind of work like a, like a live stream. So we, we had access to this facility that you could sort of live stream from. Mm-hmm. And we decided to do a hybrid play film thing. So it was put on like a play. We had three sets all, all set up. And then um, we had two stationary cameras and uh, one handheld. So it was just two actors, her and her husband. And they called me one day and they were like, hey, cause I was, I had gone, I had driven out to Oklahoma to uh, see my sister get married and just spend some time with family during COVID. Um, and so on my way back, I was going to pass through where they live in Phoenix and um, kind of during my travels back out there, they called me and they said, hey, can you um, come be like our stage manager for this? Like slash producer, kind of like, like co-producer, just like help us put this on. And I was like, uh, yes, absolutely. That sounds like a blast. And I mean, I would have done it for free, but they offered to pay me. And I was like, wow, (laughs) I wouldn't, I I just, I just, you know, again, things coming easily. I was like, uh, but at that point I'd started to learn, just accept it. You're worth it. Okay. (laughs) So I did. So I got there and we're starting to work on it. And in the back of my mind, I'm thinking like, wow, this would be so fun. I could just like direct it. But I didn't want to step on their toes. Obviously, this is their show. They're, so they were going to co-direct it. Um, and so then we're there and they were going to start re- rehearsing. They kind of worked on a scene and then they were like, hey, Tori, can you come in here and just like see us do it? Give us any thoughts. you have any notes? And I was like, totally. So I go in there, watch them do it. And then I start giving them my ideas and my notes and all this. And after like 15 minutes or so of that kind of us kind of working together on it, Jana just turns to me and she goes, do you just want to direct this? 
And at first I thought she was like kidding or like being sarcastic because I was like kind of directing it. And she yes. was like, can you stop? She wasn't at all. She was completely serious. And I was like, yes, yes, I do. Yes. <laughs> um, of course, that's, it just was like a dream come true. A dream come true because the script is so incredible. And they're, her and her husband are my like two best friends in the world. And they're both so, so talented. So I was talented. like, who gets this opportunity? as their first time to direct what the hell and so I go to the bathroom and I come out and they're like and we were just talking about it and we want to pay you more too for if you're going to be directing so they paid me like a lot more money <laughs> I was like, what is happening I was just so moved and so excited and that would not have happened if I thought if I did not believe that I could do it if I did not believe I was worthy of it and it turned into the most incredible life-changing experience. I just, in that experience, that month I spent with them working on this, I just found, I mean, I've always known acting was my path and it still is, but I also found that directing is as well. Yeah. I have never felt so in love with something as acting until I found directing. Like, it was, it's just equal for me now. I was so energized and so lit up and so excited every single day. I would wake up like, okay, I can't wait to do rehearsal today. And so I just got to spend all this time with my best friends creating something together. And I, I could just go on and on about how incredible it was. But the point being, it, it showed me that when you believe you're worthy of something and you believe you can do it, it's brought to you. Oh. I'm just beaming. Oh my goodness. I just, I remember so clearly you, because uh, we, Brett and I attended the show, obviously virtually. Um, and we, we remember like the, the cameras coming up and like kind of, and starting off and we looked at each other and we're like, this is different than the things that we have seen on zoom as like zoom plays. Um, and we kind of looked at each other and we're like, we're about to go on a journey. I'm really excited. And the first scene from the very first scene, I mean, the thing was beautifully, it was written so well. I thought Neil Butte had written it. And I was like, such a good it, was, it was so well written. They were so, so well acted. Oh my goodness. And it was like the different camera angles, the different sets, like the, the lighting and like how it, oh my, it was masterful. And literally it hit like three or four scenes in and in, during the scene change, Brett and I looked at each other and we're like, holy shit, this is amazing. Like we thought we, it literally felt like we were attending a live viewing of like a, a film that should have been up for awards. Like it literally, it felt that powerful and impactful and we were talking about it several like for several days after which I always think is beautiful theater when you were and I still remember it like when you remember theater months and months and months and years and years and years later you know it's made an impact on your life and a lesson and a teaching and that was an experience that was so perfectly like that and to know that you were also behind the camera was just like this extra level of joy and excitement for this experience because it was just so good I, I can't I, I literally cannot speak highly enough of that hour and a half of my life it was so well done I cannot tell you how much joy that brings me 
for those who are not watching this, who are just listening, I'm getting very emotional right now. Um, <laughs> Here to make you cry. I mean, I have to give like almost all of the credit to Jaina and Kyle and our, our camera operator um, who was incredible enough to come out and help us with the lighting and, and he, he worked the handheld. Um, and we should definitely link him if we can. In the definitely. Um, so anyway, all of them brought it to life visually so much. And, and then the story was where, I mean, that's what, that's why we do what we do. Like I love filmmaking because I think the art form is so cool. Like I'm, I'm obsessed with like, you know, how the camera moves and how, how a scene is set up. And just, I, I just love everything about filmmaking and TV now because it's like the same thing, but um, I haven't done as much theater. I've always been more of the, the film person. And so to be able to combine, but I've always loved theater. It just hasn't been what I've done for some reason. Anyway, to be able to combine the two of them was the most challenging and exciting and awesome thing I've ever done. I really genuinely believe that that was the best thing I've ever been a part of ever the most impactful and you were there to experience the story the story yes. was what makes was what made it what it what it is it wouldn't have been what it is without the story so the, I mean that's where everything comes down to when you're when you're telling stories I can nerd out about this for so long so I know it's not what your podcast is about so we should probably move on I I, keep talking about this. I I'm, just, podcast. I'm so I, I'm so grateful and I love how passionate you are about the subject, because that is what a lot of people are trying to ignite within themselves, but a lot of them are not letting them let it feel like it's something that can come to them. And they either know what it is, or they have an idea, or they don't have an idea at all, and they won't let themselves think about it. But I just want listeners who are maybe in that latter category to really think about allowing yourself to feel worthy enough to receive something and let it feel like joy is literally raining down on you. Yeah. Everyone deserves, I, one of my favorite podcasters says the opposite of depression is not happiness. It's finding your purpose. Ooh. Kathy Heller, my, my girl. <laughs> um, but it's so true. It's not about being happy all the time. It's not about being like, dee, 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 dee. like, it's not that it's about being so filled with passion and purpose mm-hmm. that that is like a natural home emotion. doesn't mean you don't feel other things, but it's your home emotion. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's, uh, I, don't know, I just love this topic so much. Oh my yeah. goodness. That's a really great point is that it, following your passion and it sounds so cliche and overdone, but it really is I think something that doesn't click for everyone and it didn't for me for a long time I mean I always knew I mean from the moment I held a script in my hands I knew yeah that's where my passion lied and that's where I was the most lit up I've ever been um so following that what what lights you up yeah what literally makes your body feel like it could just like shoot into space yep that's how it felt when I had I was like acting I was like ah I love it so much. <laughs> like that's how it felt. I was like, I, I don't know how to, I, I like, didn't have words. I couldn't contain myself. I was just filled with energy. That's yeah. how it felt when the first time I held a script and that's not gone away at all. And so then when I found directing too, that's 
how it felt again. I hadn't felt like that since the first time I held a script. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and so <laughs> I do just want to say that it, I think it's so easy to get caught up in the shoulds of life in, in the, or, or what's the responsible choice or the practical choice? What's realistic? And I've been someone that has definitely fallen into that. I mean, I, I have no regrets about my journey, but I did sort of give up on acting for a while. And that's an interesting thing to talk about too, but that was, that was years ago. I, I moved to LA and then I ended up like deciding to leave. I didn't think I was ready and I wasn't, <laughs> um, but you know, I, I came back to it. And so I think it's just listening to what your intuition tells you. That's so huge is that I, I've known from the beginning, that's what I was supposed to do. I've been performing since I was a little kid, yeah. putting on concerts in my room, like for my, my family, like making my sister be in the audience, be the only person in the audience and on the carpet. Like, so following whatever that is, it can be anything, but by following that passion inside of you that where what what ignites that fire what fans the flame follow that and your life will fall into place it just does it can't not yeah if you're following what following your bliss and and spending your time on the things that make you feel lit up you're just going to attract more of those things yeah and believing that you're worthy of doing that as much as possible oh I want to even say for people who are out there maybe saying like, okay, that's great, but I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. I have a quick and dirty exercise for you. And that is just this, write out a list of all the things you love. It might be a short list. That's okay. All the things you're passionate about, or that make you feel passion and all the things you hate. And the reason I include that one and you can do that in the in sandwiched in between, or you can do that first. And I'm not normally someone who focuses on the negative, but the reason you can write down all the things you hate is because normally, if you're someone who has not lit up your passion or allowed yourself to feel that yet, you're going to have a lot more things that you hate than the things that you love. But the things that you love are often the opposite or in opposition of the things that you hate. Hmm. So maybe writing that one first. And saying, okay, well, looking at the things that I love, what's the opposite of this first one? I hate um, cleaning the house. What's the opposite of that? I love making things look good. I love having like good aesthetic. I love making things visually pleasing. Okay, that's a great thing to know. So just doing that exercise and allowing yourself then to look at the things that you love and that you're passionate about or that make you feel passion and then do them in no particular order or the particular order that feels good in the moment, but just allowing yourself, my coach calls it throwing spaghetti at the wall, mm. allow yourself to literally throw spaghetti at the wall and follow what feels good because that might feel, some people are like, well, that just seems like a waste of time. It's not because it's a hell of a lot better than sitting and doing nothing. Yeah. It's not a waste and you're going to get so much more clear. So it's, there. it's not a waste of time. I, I think to, to try things because with Never. each thing you try, each thing you explore, you learn, you mm -hmm. learn what you like and what you don't like. And then you, it's like a process of, of elimination. And it's just part of your path and your journey to get there. You don't know who you'll meet. You don't know what skills you'll, you'll gain. And genuinely everything in life is about who, you know, yeah. or who you um, are connected with. I would yeah. say, because 
when I think about the opportunities I've had, they've all come from my close friendships. Truly. Mm -hmm. I mean, having, but, but I wouldn't have had those friends if I hadn't been doing things that I love. So I met Jaina doing a play in LA for free. There was no pay for that play. (laughs) It was not pay to play. Um, So you know, I met her doing that and we had a really powerful experience. Um, that's interesting about just the industry and the Me Too movement. We had a very like Me Too-ish situation that happened on that, in that production. Um, that her, her and I did not experience directly, but other women did. And we were able to stand with them and take a, sta- take a stand against it. And it was a very powerful experience. And so it brought us so close together. And then from there, we, you know, our, our friendship grew to the point where we're like, we're like sisters. And she is the one that introduced me to my roommate, Amy. And Amy's the one that. My, yes. Oh my God. Yeah. That's amazing. So not only did Jaina introduce me to my incredible roommate who's changed my life, she gave me my first directing opportunity. We already have at least three short films in the works that we're going to be, that she wrote that I will be, that we're co-producing, that I'm directing and that we're both acting in. So exciting. Oh my God. Um, and then another close friend from childhood that I've acted with a little bit back in Oklahoma. She is the one that got me so many opportunities in this industry. She got me my first TV show role. She got me that, 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 that director's assistant role. I mean, she's just, she's like my fairy god sister, I call her, because she's like <laughs> a few years older than me. And we've, I've known her since we were literally babies. Yeah. So it's just like the people you know. And as long as you are like, a genuine, authentic, kind, passionate person, people will respond to that and they'll want to help you. Just like I want to help all my friends. I cannot wait until I am producing and or directing like bigger films and productions that I can cast my friends in. Like, yeah. Oh, because they're all so talented. Yes. I, I want to like work with them and like put them in things. Oh, well, it's so it's when you are living in passion and purpose it's all about service. It's all about other, it's not about you. And like, that's when it, when it ever, it's about us, it's about success and it's about feeling good about ourselves. It's about, if we're looking at human needs, it's significance. But when we're looking at others, it's about contribution. It's about connection. It's about love. It's about telling a story. It's about sharing wisdom. It's about growth. And that is where fulfillment really lies. Yeah. And you know what? You really can't give to others unless you're living in your purpose and your passion, because what do you have to give them? The reason that I get so lit up about giving to others and sharing, sharing with others, it's, it's about the things that I'm passionate about. I don't get as excited. I mean, I, I could, I could do things for people. Like I could go clean their houses or like, or like bring them coffee. I mean, I, I could do those things, but that doesn't, I mean, that's just not aligned for me as much. All these other like ways of service. My way of service is, you know, finding ways to collaborate together and, and give up, give opportunities um, and create together. I, I, and I'm sure other things will come up as well, but I had not felt so excited about and passionate about giving to others until I found and started to follow my passion and my purpose. So it's, you become just a better human in general. Yes. By, by al- allowing yourself to live your joy, then you can be a better human. 
mic drop, literally mic drop. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like that is so, uh, you're so wise. Oh my goodness. Well, I know that you have a callback in a few minutes and I'm so excited for you, but really quickly before we wrap up this beautiful conversation, Tori Lane Ross, you beautiful soul. Will you tell us one small goal that you have achieved this week? It can be big, it can be small, it can be teeny, teeny, tiny, but what's something we're celebrating? Look at my calendar. What have I done? <laughs> You're such a Capricorn sometimes, I swear. <laughs> takes one to know one, takes one to know one. Um, I got hired at a job, <laughs> which I haven't told you yet, I don't think. No, you haven't. <laughs> I got hired at a job. I I got a job. <laughs> um, and it's the perfect, this whole year, this past year, I was like, it's so hard to find the remote flexible work that I need to be an actor and still support myself. And then finally, <laughs> as soon, and I swear we need to come back and do an episode about this, but as soon as I stopped drinking, mm-hmm. and as I made that decision, I'm going sober, I'm doing this for real, things started to flow to me and I became more productive, which is how I was able to get this job. I applied to it. I put in the work to do all the interview questions and everything. And so now I have a nearly full-time job that is flexible hours, that is remote, that is related to acting. Um, and I will tell you all about this job, Nicole, when we go. Yes. Oh my God. And it's just perfect. I get to work with a team of all women supporting actors and I get paid for and anyway, you forgot to tell me about this. I'm not forgetting. It's my first day. I start later this afternoon. I start training, but oh my god! So that just feel like that abundance flowed to me as soon as I started like making decisions that I know were best for me, um, and just believing that things could come my way, and they they did. And so that's a huge one because wow. that was something I, I lived in in a scarcity mindset around for a very long time. Oh my god. Wow. You're amazing. Oh my goodness. Last but not least, I don't know how we can end on a better note, but last but not least is how did you get in your own way this week? Well, I woke up very cranky yesterday morning because um, I've missed out on some sleep lately and I don't do well when I don't sleep very much. And instead of listening to my body and just taking a nap or something, I just pushed through and I said, no, I have too much to do. I have too much to do. I have to keep And, you know, I ended up not being a very productive person and not getting everything done that I wanted to because I kind of was tired and had a headache and I was hungry and I didn't want to cook. And it was like, sometimes I just forget to listen to my body, do what it needs and understand that I will be more functional. (laughs) It just honor what my body tells me it needs. Mm -hmm. So that's something I'm working on. Ah. I need to have you back on to just dissect so much because I love that you brought that up. And a lot of the times we get so caught up in the, the, it's the human doing rather than just being a human being. And we get so caught up in that. And I'm so guilty of this, but just a lot. I love that you say listening to your body because there's a difference between like, oh, my body needs rest and my mindset thinks I'm exhausted. Does that make sense? It's like, it's, there's a huge difference and I'll do a whole podcast on that someday, but listening to our body is so important. You know, I just to put a cap on that, like to wrap that up, I just saw this post by Brandon K. Good, I think is, is his Instagram name. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and he said something like uh, he had just told a friend that he felt like he was hitting a mental wall or something mm-hmm. like that. And his friend said something like, I, I, don't quote me on this because I'm just trying to remember this from memory. Um, his friend replied, that's okay. Sometimes walls are meant to be there so we can rest on them. Oh, I just got chills. I read that and I was like, oh, oh. when you feel like you're hitting a wall, that's because you need to rest. It's when you're mentally or physically hitting a wall, it doesn't mean push through. That's not what it means. It doesn't mean, oh, well, I'm weak. I can't, which is something I struggle with. It's feeling like, well, if I'm not able to finish this tonight or get through this, it's because I'm weak. Ugh, I'm disappointed in myself. I feel ashamed. No, that wall is there because you're meant to rest on it. And I just loved that. So cannot take credit for that, but it inspired. That's something that inspired me yesterday. That. Yeah. Oh my God. I can't think of a better way to end this podcast episode. That was so, so good. Oh my goodness. Tori Lane Ross, you beautiful soul you. Where can people find you and hear more of this freaking wisdom that you're so filled with. Oh my God. <laughs> um, you can find me on most social media platforms, but I'm mostly on Instagram um, at Tori Lane Ross, just my name. And uh, hopefully be posting about any future projects you can watch. I hope we can get Josie Needs Help, which is that play that I directed this year. I hope we can get that up online somewhere at some point. Um, Please. Everyone needs to see it. It's so you guys recorded it, right? Yes. It's oh, thank the, God. The files are very big, so we need to figure out how to. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for being here today, love. I adore you. Kick ass at your callback. Thank you so much. Love you. <laughs> <sighs> so grateful. I'm so grateful to have talked with her. She is just so awesome and such a light and such a wisdom human filled human being. Can I say wisdom one more time? It might be a drinking game. Anyway. Before we wrap up, let's do some key major takeaways. Number one, all of your habits, both good and bad, are just on a loop. Remember, trigger, action, reward. Plus, there's a link in the show notes to an episode devoted to habits. If you're interested in, check it out. Number two, we are human beings. We are meant to have connection. Number three, if you want to make massive change and get to the next level, Yes, you will be the one to do that work, but having someone who calls you out on the things that you don't see is invaluable. Number four, someone who can turn your decades into days. Find them, learn from them. Remember, we're meant to have connection. Number five, who you surround yourself with matters. Number six, things are allowed to be easy. Things are allowed to come easily to you. Say it again and again and again. Number seven, when you ask, you receive. Number eight, follow what lights you up and your life will literally fall into place. Remember, what you are passionate about, you can uncover more of. If you haven't done that passionate exercise, do it, do it, do it. Number nine, by allowing yourself to live your joy, you literally become a better human. And last but not least, number 10, Sometimes walls are meant to be there so we can rest on them. If you are hitting a wall, maybe it's time for you to rest on it. You guys, I love you so much. 
If there is something in this episode today that resonated with you, first and foremost, share it on social. I'm sure that you are not the only person who will find something great out of this episode. So share it on social. Tag me and Tori. She is at Tori Lane Ross on Instagram. We'd love to reshare it. We'd love to shower you with love and kisses. And lastly, is there someone in your life who could use this? Is there someone in your life who could benefit from this? Can you share it with them? Text it to them. Send them a photo. The more you share, the more this word gets out there. And the best thing you can do, this is a free podcast and I'm so happy for it to be free, but the best thing you can do for any podcast you listen to is to share it with the people you love and the people who you think need to hear it. I love you guys so much. Have a beautiful day, guys. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Life Coach Baker podcast. Now, don't forget to go and get your free five-day mindset makeover by going to lifecoachbaker.com or by clicking the link in the show notes. Until then, I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.